Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we use one of the most famous cocktails of all time and do it the old-fashioned way. That's right. You're listening to The Wireless, and this is an old-fashioned episode of A Good Drop podcast. Yes, the old-fashioned cocktail. This is not even the old-fashioned way. This is the new-fashioned way. According it's the new old-fashioned way. The new old-fashioned. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. recipe change a lot of times mm. but it seems to always go back well it is very similar to the original recipe um well the new original recipe yes with all those herbs and spices <laughs> oh you're talking about a different original recipe okay okay yeah because the the first one the the earliest recipe we could find was in 1880? I've forgotten. Well, the earliest published version of a recipe in a cocktail book did come about in 1895, but... But people have claimed ownership since before then. Well, we have to go back to the start of the cocktail to really get to the beginnings of the old-fashioned. Because it goes way back. So let's jump into the way back machine together, and we'll go way back. Insert uh, car starting noises, I guess. Back to when cocktails (laughs) began being invented in the early 1800s. Which, well, to be fair, people were mixing drinks long before then. It's just, it became a, a popular thing to do. More so than uh, mixing drinks to hide the taste. Yes, well, and it was around that time that people started to wonder, well, what is a cocktail? And the first documented definition of it actually appeared in the May 6th, 1806 issue of the Balance of Columbian Repository, which wrote that it was a potent concoction of spirits, bitters, water, and sugar. Now... If you're familiar with the recipe for an old fashioned, that that's pretty basically close. describes yeah. one. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in 1833, J. E. Alexander again described a cocktail, and he said that well, he described it as um, one that he had uh, discovered in New York City, something he had consumed himself. And what he had observed. And he said that it was rum, gin, or brandy in a significant amount of water mixed with bitters and sugar. Mm. Now, that's a bit of a variation. And that shows, of course, that drinks have a life of their own. But by the 1860s, it was common for that original recipe of basically a spirit, bitters, sugar, water to also have orange caracao, absinthe, and other liqueurs added to it which is where we started getting all of the other cocktails that that popped up. Mm. But as those original cocktails grew in popularity, the earlier recipe came back into vogue and was commonly referred to as 
an old-fashioned cocktail. If people wanted a cocktail that didn't have liqueurs and things in it, that was more like the older recipe, they asked for an old-fashioned cocktail. And that, and thus begun the the name. And obviously since then, there's people... Like, it, it's still not quite the same as its current recipe because people were using... They were using bourbon, they were using brandy, they were using uh, gin, uh, pretty much you name it. If it was a brown spirit, they threw it in. Plus gin. Gin's not a brown spirit. Yeah, because there was a lot of variation, but according... There was a lot of variation, but according to a Chicago Daily Tribune article published in 1882 that included an interview with a Chicago barman... He described the old-fashioned cocktail as being made with whiskey or rye, saying that rye was, well, bourbon whiskey specifically, or rye, saying rye was more popular. And then basically the rest of it was the same as that original recipe Mm. of water, Angostura bitters, and sugar. Yeah. And so much happened around Chicago and Illinois and those sorts of, you know, and Louisville. And in fact, Louisville claim ownership of the old fashioned, which is interesting because it was around a long time. But a Louisville bar, and I'll let you go into this more, claims that they invented it in the 1880s. Which is interesting because that is. A uh, well, the first mention of print of old-fashioned cocktails was in the Chicago Daily Tribune in February 1880. These are old-fashioned cocktails, so not the old-fashioned as yet. Yeah, but an old-fashioned cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, in yeah, a the the Pendennis Club, a gentleman's club founded in 1881 in Louisville, Kentucky, claims the old-fashioned cocktail was invented there. The recipe was said to have been invented by a bartender at the club in honor of in honor of Colonel James E. Pepper, a prominent bourbon distiller who brought it to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel Bar, hotel bar in New York City. Yeah, and uh, Louisville was so pleased with the fact that they had invented the old-fashioned cocktail that they did in 2015 make it. Official. Their official drink. Like 150 years later, 130 years later. Yeah, it took them a while to make it the official drink, but they did. Yeah. So and now, now you have the, the old-fashioned fortnight. Yeah. The first two weeks of June. And of course, it has to be in the first two weeks of June because the 14th of June is National Bourbon Day, which should fall into the old-fashioned fortnight hmm. because bourbon falls into an old-fashioned. Yeah. So that there's the history of it. Yeah, so at some point along the way, it did become an International Bartenders Association standard. And so let's let's go into that recipe, the official International Bartenders Association recipe, because that's what we're drinking here today. Yes, because I want to taste this before the ice melts too much. Yeah, and so the recipe calls for placing a sugar cube in an old-fashioned glass, then adding a few dashes of Angostura bitters and a few dashes of water, You then muddle it until the cube has dissolved, fill the glass with ice cubes, 
add 45 mils of bourbon or rye whiskey and stir gently. Which is precisely what we have in front of us. Precisely what we have in front of us. And you've uh, garnished it with a slice of orange peel. Yes, garnished with a twist of orange peel. And one can also garnish with really any kind of twist of citrus and maraschino cherry. I have had a couple of versions of old fashions where they've used burnt orange. So they've put the um, orange peel on... The, on the bench, on the stainless steel bench, torched it with a blowtorch, rolled it up and dropped it in the drink, which gives quite an interesting flavor, actually. It would. Mm. Like, it really... The, I believe that version works best with stronger bourbons, like uh, sour mash bourbons. Oh, yes. And, of course, that's where, even when you're making it off the original IBA recipe, where you can put your own flair to it. Mm. in how you garnish and which bourbon you use. and Yeah, precisely. So because it is such a spirit-focused quote-unquote cocktail, well, it is a cocktail. It is a cocktail. It, it's Because it's a very spirit-focused cocktail, the bourbon you use, or the sorry, the whiskey you, you use matters quite a lot. So let's taste. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Now, of course, we have both had one of these before, but not with this particular bourbon. Wow. Really takes the edge off it. That tastes awesome. That is a fantastic old-fashioned, if I do say so myself. It, um, that, uh, the sugar and the bitters really take the edge off the bourbon. Whew. Even though there's ice in it, this is totally a winter drink. Oh, yeah, very much so. Because it still has that warming effect from the bourbon. Mm. And the Angostura bitters is still alcoholic. Ever so slightly. Oh, it's like 30%. 44.7%. But we're only adding like a dash. Yeah, a, a couple tiny of amount. Yeah. Nothing. Like maybe 5 mil. <laughs> Nothing, mil. really. If you sculled the bottle, you'd be unhappy. But only because... You shouldn't drink an entire bottle of Angostura bitters. That's a bad idea. Yeah. People did. Around when they were drinking these cocktails. Oh, yeah. People were desperate. Yeah. Prohibition. Back in the 1920s. And mm. now it's the 20s again, but we are not that desperate. So while we're drinking these and thinking about how fantastic the current old-fashioned recipe is, the new old-fashioned, yeah. I, I do feel it necessary to talk through the earliest two published versions of the old-fashioned recipe. Yes, because, like I mentioned before the tasting, uh, there's the 1881 version of the old-fashioned, and then there's the new old-fashioned. Yes, exactly. So the... Well, the 1895... The 1895 book, Modern American Drinks by George Kappa, called for dissolving a small lump of sugar with a little water in a whiskey glass, then adding two dashes of Angostura bitters, a small piece of ice, a piece of lemon peel, and a jagger of whiskey. And of course, we're talking the 45 mil, which was not 45 mil because they don't do mil in America. Uh, One and a half ounces. Yes. A one and a half ounce jagger of whiskey. Hmm. We'll call it the Mick Jagger. The Mick Jagger. (laughs) Yeah, a a jagger of whiskey. 
and um, mixing with a small bar spoon, then leaving the spoon in the glass, garnishing and serving. Mm. Which is pretty much what we have here. It's, it's very close to what we have here, except that, of course, the IBA says, don't leave a choking hazard in the glass. Don't give someone the potential to poke themselves in the eye with the handle of a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk people will do that. Just suddenly forget that there's a spoon in there and try and drink it. Yeah. But then in 1948, David A. Embry's book, The Fine Art of Mixing Drinks, in which he listed the recipes for six drinks and um, among other things he talked a lot of crap and was very opinionated in that book but he (laughs) he listed his preferred recipes for making six different drinks Mm -hmm. and one of those drinks was the old-fashioned and it was made using 12 parts american whiskey one part simple syrup and between one and three dashes of angostura bitters Holy shit, now, that's a lot of booze. Yeah, so it called for stirring the spirits and simple syrup in an old-fashioned glass, then adding an ounce of whiskey, then stirring it again, then adding two cubes of cracked, not crushed, ice. Mm. He specified that it must be cracked, not crushed. <laughs> And then topping it with the remaining whiskey and garnishing with a twist of lemon peel and a maraschino cherry. Right. And it's, again, similar but different. And obviously the the decision to use simple syrup is a lot like dissolving a sugar cube. Mm. Well, the, the ratio we used sugar to water in these, in the IBA cocktail, it's about the same... That you'd use for a simple syrup. For a simple syrup, yeah. Hmm. So that's very, very similar. It's just a faster, less impressive way to do it. Yeah. Really, because you get a bit of a show when you water, when you order an old fashioned, and it's not made with simple syrup, and it's made with a sugar cube, and hmm. and the bitters and the dashes of water, and they muddle it into the glass. And I mean, yes, yes, you want to be patient. You have to wait for it, but it's not like a Guinness wait. It's <laughs> it's not going to take that long. Yeah. Well, that's why I like ordering cocktails at cocktail bars because not only are you paying for a highly skilled mixer, highly skilled cocktail maker, I'm drawing a blank on the official name of it. Um, you Mixologist? Are... <laughs> no. A yes? bartender? Flare tender? Flare tender? If they're throwing the bottles around, they're a flare tender. Pa- perhaps. Well, mm. that's the other half of my thing. You're basically paying for a show too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At some of the really good cocktail bars mm. where they're throwing bottles around, they're basically juggling as they mix the drink. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And I definitely love, I definitely feel like paying the premium for a cocktail is worth it there. Yeah. And you like to hope that they're paying their bartender well. Mm. And obviously, in, in the US, the bartender is getting tipped. Yes, if your bartender puts on a fantastic show, tip them Tip them well. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're entertained, why why not? Yes, exactly. Are you entertained? <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. <laughs> or is it, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained, yeah. yeah. But I, I would tip my bartender extra if he did that after his show. 
Yeah, and so that's really impressive. And I guess that's um, flare tending is like a fancy, exciting new way of making an old classic drink. Hmm. I mean, you can make a new drink that way, but you can also make a classic old drink that way. Yeah. Like the old-fashioned, like the Negroni. Let's talk about uh, appearances in pop culture. Mm. Um, because it is the cocktail of choice by one Don Draper, the lead character on the show Mad Men. I'm sure everyone already knew that before and I even course, said Mad Men. It would be. You look at when Mad Men is set. Yeah, in the 60s. And it makes perfect sense. That was the peak time of popularity mm. for the old-fashioned. Would you say it was peak old-fashioned? No. No, I, I would not. <laughs> I'd say it was peak popularity for the old-fashioned. Yeah. And it, it had certainly piqued people's interest. Yeah. Which was why it was at the peak of its popularity. And why it's the... Uh, drink of cocktail of choice. Yeah, uh, you've also got the. It's also the uh, favorite cocktail of Tyler Fitzgerald from "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World" from 1963. Uh, you also have. Um, you also have the character Margaret Houlihan from Mash. You mean Margaret Hot Lips Houlihan? Yes. And let's let's not forget that MASH <laughs> was the highest rating show of that time and actually ran for longer than the war during which it was set. That's just an aside for those of you playing at home. Amazing. Mm. I actually did not know that. That's 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 funny. Yeah. But yeah, uh, her f- favorite uh, cocktail was the Old Fashioned without the fruit, and she would frequently order it while in the officer's club. Yeah. Now, there's... While we're talking about random points about the old-fashioned, let's talk about different, like, major variations. Because the uh, simple recipe of the old-fashioned means you can use pretty much any flavorful spirit you want i would recommend against a smoky scotch but yes but people use rum uh gin rum gin brandy and obviously aside from bourbon and rye well yeah and there's a lot of variation to it it's certainly it has remained a very popular drink Mm. So much so that in a 2016 poll of U.S. bartenders at the top 100 bars in the country, Drinks International determined that the old-fashioned reigned supreme above all other mixed drinks as the most popular ordered cocktail. Really? Most popular cocktail of 2016. Beat out other classics like the Negroni, the Manhattan, even the Caparina, which we love. We love the Caparina. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Mm. And it's Brazil's national drink. It is. Yeah. And yet, in 2016, in the US, the Old Fashioned fashioned. was the most popular cocktail. How about that? I mean, I get it. It's, like, super simple. And Americans love their bourbon. Oh, yeah, and they've got so much variety in bourbon to choose from, Mm. which... I guess really explains why it would be so popular because every bartender can have their own preference for 
which type of bourbon to mix it with, which citrus to garnish with, exactly how big their dash of Angostura bitters is that they're adding to it. Mm. There's a lot of little things that you can tweak to adjust the flavors of an old-fashioned. Very true. Very, very true. Um, so I think this is going to be a short one today, everybody. Um, the the old fashioned doesn't have a huge amount of history, and it's quite a simple, yet well loved drink. So if you liked what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and many more. You can also find us on the Facebooks and the Instagrams. They are the socials upon which we currently exist. Hmm. And you can find us as a Good Drop Podcast. Mm. And obviously there's many, many more social medias. So if you want to hear us, hear about us on other forms of social media, send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. You could also send us your favorite version of the old-fashioned cocktail. We would actually really love to hear those recipes. Yeah, we'd also love some ideas for episodes. It does get difficult for us to think of ways to entertain you each and every week. Sometimes. Other times we end up with like 16 episodes ahead. Yes. Sometimes we just go wild thinking of ideas. Sometimes. Um, So, yeah. So, Um, if you want to go wild listening to us, do be sure to check out our good old-fashioned website that has our full back catalogue, agooddrop.com.au. So what are we listening to next week? Well, next week we are going back to back to back to back to back to back to basic, 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 basics with rum, which we haven't talked about for a long time, which is why there were all those back, 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 backs. Yeah. So long ago, we need to get in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. So we're bringing it back. Yeah. Rum basics. um, rum's Rum's an interesting drink, I think. I'm not sure where to put it. Because a lot of people like it, but I'm not sure about it. So, until then, cheers. Cheers.